Hey, welcome in. Welcome in to the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. It's your boy, it's Kyle, here again, as always, the hat. <laughs> episode 26 is a wonderful episode because I'm with my best friend in the entire world, Eric Wolverton. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? So good, man. What's your random tangent of the day? I don't have a good one, but I hear my brother has a good one. If you go out and play a three-round day, eat something light. I've seen too many people just eating hot dogs and pizza and then playing terrible third rounds. It, it I felt bad for them. That's solid advice. That's the tangent. I just, I, yeah, we, we ate nuts and you know, we ate walnuts and almonds, and I felt great for the third round. I watched all these people eat hot dogs and pizza and gummy worms and candy, and they just had terrible third rounds. Sugar crash. Mm. It was a bad time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to maintain that high when you're, like, exercising. Yeah, you can't you can't eat three hot dogs and then play in the woods for 18. Just burping up hot dogs the whole time. It's a bad look. <laughs> As always, support us over at the Teespring store. If you want some sick merch, use code ONO to get free shipping over there. Pretty easy. If you can't get enough of us on this podcast, head on over to our social media sites. We are pretty much posting content every single day. Pretty much everywhere over at the Twitters, the Tweets, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the TikToks, the Instagrams. We have a link tree if you want to link to all of those. And Patreon. And then we are affiliated with StarFrameDisc.com. That is StarFrameDisc.com. Head over there, use code ONO to get 5% off any disc golf, discs, or apparel. We have a wonderful episode for you guys today. We are going to talk about the CCR Open, the Capital City Renegades Open. It is in Lansing, in Michigan, which is kind of the start of Ono Disc Golf. We also have a wonderful interview with my brother and wonderful supporter of the show, Sean Wolverton. Slash Mean Jeans DG on Instagram. We're also going to break down the top five trailer park boy characters that would be the best at disc golf. Top five. Kyle's favorite. It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. So the Capital City Renegade Open happened this weekend, and it was at a course in Holt. Uh, of course, me and Kyle played a long, long, long time ago. Was it three, four years ago? Yes. And we had no idea what we were doing. I mean, we had an idea, but we weren't that great. I was so bad. <laughs> it was actually called something different at the time when we played it, is how long ago we played it. Yeah, I didn't recognize it until I saw the toboggan uh, hill. And then I was like, oh my gosh, we played there. Yeah. I threw a disc into that tree. Hole two on River's Edge, the second round, is uh, is the hole we're talking about. And it was tough. It's a, it's a tough course for sure. Lots of mosquitoes then and now. Yep. I climbed up a, a couple trees. I hit a lot of those trees before. Yeah. What was the name of the disc that I found? It's the tomahawk disc. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he found one of the um, Arrow B Epic. Thank you. Right? Yeah, yep. Arrow B Epic he found there, which yeah, everyone knows it's like elliptical. That's pretty fun. Yeah, but it is definitely a fun course. If you're in the area, in the Lansing, like Holt area, I definitely recommend checking out checking it out. Uh, I feel it's a little bit more fun than the other one because it's just 
It has more manageable lengths while still being tough. It looks technical in, in, in when I was watching it. I don't really remember yeah. playing it too much. That's how bad I was. Yeah, I think we've made it to like hole five and we were eaten alive by mosquitoes and tired of looking through discs. I think it was raining too, wasn't it? I think it was rain was on the way. Yeah. I think it like was starting. So we're like, yeah. And like normally I don't get bitten by, or like eaten by mosquitoes, but I actually like had a couple. So that was weird for me. Anyway, the MPO was pretty dominated by the winner this round. Uh, but we had in third place Tristan Tanner at 24 under, Garrett Gerthy at 25 under, and Chandler Fry. What they call the, the Chanimal? The Chanimal at 30 under. Dude, he was hitting some putts. Yeah, he. Uh, we watched uh, round two today in my house and started round three final round and he didn't look like he was giving it up anytime soon no running everything i mean if you have a few stroke leads you might as well right but if you thought there was a big lead in mpo just wait to hear about fpo van dyken and lisa fakis both tied for second at five under and Kristen tartar finished first at 18 under with a 13 stroke lead that is just crazy. 13 strokes. Just That's like nothing stopping her. There's no catching up to that. That's insane. That it is that is insane. Were the other ladies even playing? Oh yeah. I don't how do you how do you perform that well in comparison to everyone else? I feel like Kristen Tartar is on the level of like the Paige Pierce and the Katrina Allens and all that. It just takes her a little bit to get warmed up in America. She's from Estonia originally, so... Hey, that's she smashes them. Yeah. I, I personally believe. Well, enough about the CCR Open. Let's go right into introducing our very special guest, my brother, Sean Wolverton. Go follow him at MeanJeansDG. Hey guys, glad to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. What brings you on the show? Well, you're my brother. <laughs> so I kind of maybe begged you for a couple weeks to say, get me on the show. And you're like, finally ran out of ideas. You're like, hey, let's do it this week. Not, I'm not sure how that's how it went. No, but... definitely not. <laughs> oh, well, I happen to be in the area, and I also like disc golf. No, man. We're, we, I've been excited to hear about uh, your disc golf journey, man. Oh, my disc golf journey. I feel like my disc golf journey is probably the same as most novice to intermediate disc golfers. And what is that? Oh, what is that, you say? <laughs> well, one day... One of my friends came to me and was like, we're going to play disc golf in the woods. Oh, that's great. It was Wicks Park in Saginaw. Went out there. I think I had three discs. I think I bought a Destroyer at Dunham's. Someone gave me a Skeeter mid-range. And then it was a putter that I don't even know what it was. And it was more about drinking beer than it was throwing discs. I was like 20. And I really enjoyed it. So I remember going out and buying a bag, and I remember being more concerned about how many beers I could fit in my bag, as opposed to how many discs I could carry. And that's kind of what my disc journey started at, but then fast forward, I don't know, 10 years past that, I remember disc golfing with you, Eric, we at Firefighters Park in Troy. I don't even remember what hole it was, but I remember just sucking. And you were like, well, try throwing it like this. And then I kind of adjusted it. And I just remember throwing this crazy straight drive that just glided out there and it went right towards the basket. And I think that was the day I was like, wow, I should actually try some more. As opposed to just getting drunk and playing disc golf. And then it's kind of been a, you know, a more of a hobby as opposed to, like, a drinking activity. And it's been a lot of fun. You're always giving me discs. You really helped me out, and I appreciate it. And that's kind of been my journey. 
Do you remember what the one tip I gave you at Firefighters Park was? Yeah, it was uh, don't do a run-up. Maybe just stand there and try to get your form right and just reach back like your uh, hand in your a tray. Or uh, I remember you said reach back like you're handing me the disc to someone else. Yeah. And then pull straight through and let your arm go. And that was kind of like, oh, holy cow, that actually worked. It was the reach back like you're handing the disc to somebody on the yep. corner of the T-pad. That was it. Kind of hooked since then. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it actually, in fact, uh, I remember going home and order, not ordering, but signing up for the U-Dist app. And I remember texting you guys, like, I played 30 rounds in 30 days, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I, dude, yeah, you've been texting us uh, along the whole thing with this little group chat. It's been, it's every text that you've sent, I've been like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like, I love seeing that, like, you're actually kind of, you know, enjoying the sport in, in the way that it's really yeah. supposed to be enjoyed. It's just, that's awesome to hear. Not to say that people can't, like, go drink and play disc golf. That's another way to enjoy it, too. Perfectly fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's a that's that's a totally fine yeah, thing to, to do. Not to disparage that, but, yeah. Actually trying and, like, pro- progressing is really fun. Yeah, it's that's that's honestly what really get me more into it, is that, like, I'm progressing and I see myself getting better every day or every month, week. That's where it's at. But if you are just getting into this sport... To drink out in the woods, please pick up your beer cans. Take them home with you. Totally. And recycle if that is available in your area. In Michigan, it's 10 cents. So, But at the very least, please make them to the trash cans. I feel like that's such a basic ask, you know? <laughs> like, why do we have to ask well, I'll that? Do, I'll keep asking it. I'll keep fucking saying it if Let's I have to. Let's say it to. every episode. Let's just, like, cut it in, you know? Oh, I picked up so many trash cans before leagues the other day. <laughs> or so many beer cans. So kind of coming into the sport after the big boom that was 2020 disc golf, how different do you see it as like how you seen it in 2019? Uh, I definitely watch more disc golf. Like back then, I wouldn't even know that there was a YouTube channel, like, with disc golf. Like, Joe Mez, Central Coast, GK Pro, Gatekeeper. Like, I never would have known that that was real. Because all we did, we went out and played disc golf, and then we never talked about disc golf ever since then. So, like, I would I definitely, like, see more outlets to watch it. And it's probably only because of you, because I don't really know anyone else that plays still. And I also find it way harder to find discs like I feel like the the at Dunham's back then there was tons there was like 30 discs but now there's like 5 8 10 yeah definitely more of an online market now well yeah I I wouldn't even know the online market back then like I couldn't even right. pick a disc store online I could have googled it but I was losing discs so often that I didn't really even want any more that's the big thing. When you become attached to discs, right? You become so attached to certain discs, yeah, that you can't just go to Dunham's and replace it. Oh, I played a I played this new course in uh, Northville, Michigan, last week, and I had this old Valkyrie that I was like, it was hole eighteen. It was over this hazard to an island, and it was these cattails. And if you if the disc landed in the cattails, you weren't getting them back. But this disc was going to make it there for me to that island. And I actually threw it long and it went OB. And I was like to the point where I was almost in tears because I couldn't find it. And then I just like kind of remember looking up and being like, I'm never going to find it. And then I turned to the right and there it was. And like, yeah, like you, you definitely get attached to certain discs that you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I find it. Like, it's so beat in. It's hit so many trees. It it flies so straight for me now. And, yeah, you definitely get more attached to this. I feel that. It's hard. They're almost like family. So, about a week ago now, a little over maybe, we entered our first tournament. Tell me what that was about. 
how 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 you felt entering in going into that. That was cool. Yeah, I've never been in a tournament or yeah, you know, I've honestly only ever played with a couple other friends and you. I did leagues once with you, but that was the first time where I felt people were like serious about like score and uh not moving while other people are putting and you even had to like pull me back and like, hey dude, you're you can't jump putt from within 30 feet and I was just like so nervous like I was like people were like the people on our card were walking around putting and I was just like moving around cracking sticks and you're like staring at me like (laughs) hold still and uh what the heck what was the other thing that happened that I was like oh I caught myself oh like you know you're, you're just so focused on your disc that you just walk straight past the shorter throw and then you like turn around and you look at the guy who's got like the 200 foot throw opposed to your 50 foot throw and you're just like oh hang on and then you like I gotta like walk back and I mean it was cool I'm glad I I kind of glad that a doubles tournament was my first one so that I could kind of learn etiquette and be there with someone who did it because if I would have jumped in to like a singles tournament by myself, I feel like if my card was really serious, they would have tried to get rid of me or like, no, they probably wouldn't try to get rid of me, but they might've been upset with me. Cause I really didn't know etiquettes and I was so intense and excited that I was kind of just going all over the place. That's how I felt. At least how did you feel watching me? Like, did you feel like I'm just a puppy, like just out there, like running around chases this or did I do? Okay. No, there was only two times where I felt like you jump putted from too close of a distance, or at least too close of a distance to not say, hey, am I 30 feet away? Can I jump putt this kind of thing? Other than that, um, I feel like in every tournament, there's always that where you kind of just like, yeah, like you said, you focus on your disc, you walk up to it, and then later realize that you walk too far. Like that happens still to me this day I do where that. I'm like not paying attention. Yeah. I did that earlier today. Yep. And that that is something I feel like is always going to happen. You're like so focused on your one disc that you're like, okay, I got to get to that, that you completely forget where other people threw it. It, g- it gives you extra time to think about your lie too. If you see it and kind of yeah. like get an idea of where it is. And there's a lot of times where you can kind of get to your disc as long as you're not like directly behind somebody or in the way of somebody's somebody's next throw. But I, I, I do want to shout out Mike and Jeff. I don't know if this happens a lot in tournaments or doubles tournaments, but we somehow landed the same two guys for the doubles tournament on our card three times in a row. And they were pretty good sports. They were cool to hang out with. And Mike had this crazy back pocket wallet grab putt that I've never seen before. But he would kind of turn the disc sideways behind his right butt cheek and then just whip the thing out there straight, kind of like a platter. And it was beautiful. It was one of the most beautiful putts I've ever seen when it would hit. But Mike and Jeff from the Hemlock Doubles Tournament, if you're listening, you guys were great card mates. Hey, if they if they weren't listeners, they are now. <laughs> so after that tournament, I think you went and signed up for your own singles one. I did. Cass Benton, down, kind of by me, down by Detroit. It's kind of in the Northville area. They're having a singles tournament for course improvements. Uh, I just hopped on disc golf scene and uh, found one. And I think the same day I texted Eric about another doubles tournament, and he signed us up. But, uh, yeah, I was just kind of in the tournament mood, and it was fun playing with a lot of people who were passionate about disc golf. And, they, you know, they... I, did, I don't know, I guess I thought people might have laughed me off the disc golf tee because I'm pretty nervous about other people, but everyone was cool. They had bad shots, I had bad shots, I had good shots, they had good shots. It's It was really fun, and I kind of was uh, kind of drawn in after that, I guess, just being a first-timer. I feel like you, you fit in well with the culture of disc golf anyway, you know, it's kind of like that the uh ex skater kind of i don't know yeah that vibe that's uh i'm just kind of a 
happy-go-lucky wherever it plays, wherever it goes. That's how we do it. I mean, that's that I I find myself comparing disc golf to life, where you play the same courses all the time. There's certain courses I go and play all the time, and you know you know what's gonna happen on each throw, but you kind of line it up, and sometimes you do good, sometimes you do bad on the same courses, and then other days. You got to go to a new course, and you have no idea what's over the next hill. But you just try to do the best you can, and you line up your shot, you throw it, and if it's bad, you just figure out your next shot. That's essentially what life is. I mean, if anyone else can understand what I'm saying. Basically saying, I dig it. Life is disc golf. Yeah. And disc golf is life, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, long story short, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, that was deeply philosophical, and yes, I, I agree with you. It sounded better in my head. I'm about no, it. No, it, it came out well. Yeah. I was just, we were, you know, we have to make jokes. <laughs> I'm about it. Shout out to AJ Risley. If you could, how would you? Uh. I would do it for everybody. All right. You heard it here first. Hey. There's a way that I could. I would do it for everybody. Generous. So being fairly new to the sport, what is your favorite disc to reach for? As like a what? You've been playing like seriously for four months now? Yeah. April 1st. April 2nd. Was like serious, like I'm paying attention to what my disc does. I'm trying to learn Anheuser and Heiser, like right. that serious, like that type of serious. I my favorite disc to grab. I really like throwing that Mako three. It's nice and straight. I pretty much know what it's gonna do, even though I shank it to the right sometimes, and it doesn't come back. I like that shield by Westside Disc you gave me. I know what that putter's going to do. Sean's top three discs. Oh, you want a top three? I'll give you top three. Let me give you one more. You know, honestly, the uh, Sensei by Discmania, uh, that, that yellow premium plastic, I like throwing that one. I, I honestly only really choose for discs so that I know exactly what they're going to do because I'm still learning on what most of my discs are going to do. So the Mako 3 has always been a disc that I've tried to turn people on to. I also think the Mako 3 is good because it almost feels like a putter. Is that not not the same to you? Or do you kind of has that, has that like deep putter feel? It has that deep putter feel, but it, uh, it flies a lot farther. Like yeah. I can put more juice on it and it just really takes off farther than the putter. That's what I like about it is like a long straight throw that like I just need to throw it straight and release on the right point and it just pretty much goes straight. Why don't you tell us what is your biggest oh no moment on the disc golf course? Man, I think it's hole 10 at Cass City off the big hill. It might have been my like second or third time playing that course. And I grabbed my fairway driver, I think it was a genius, Yep. and I chucked it off the hill, and it felt so good, but it just kept Anheusering, and it kept going and going, and there was a baseball game going on, and Eric and I just kept staring at each other like, it's going to hit that truck, oh, it's going to hit the truck, and it ended up just kind of flipping over to the hyzer side and missing the truck like by a couple feet. And I was just thinking the whole time about how I'm going to have to go find the guy in the crowd whose truck I just stuck a disc into his windshield. And I didn't, but I just remember almost wanting to never disc golf again when that happened because it was not fun. I was there. It was not fun. Nope. It was pretty terrifying. (laughs) 
For anyone who hasn't seen any of my videos, Cassidy has this hole where you throw off this giant hill and there's a whole parking lot and driveway on the right of it. So when you turn a disc over too much, it's pretty scary the whole t- entire time. But it's a pretty fun hole. Like usually if we go play a casual around there, and Kyle, I know you've done this too. We usually end up throwing two, three, four, five drivers off the top of that hill because it's really fun. You just really crank a disc and watch it go. I think that that hill is like half of the videos Eric's ever posted. <laughs> I do all my uh, one disc throws or one disc review, one throw reviews off of it because you can see the full flight of the disc. And it's the easiest place to set my phone up by myself. Not that I'm making excuses. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of excuses there, bud. (laughs) I do what I want. Let me get this extra 50 feet for my flight. Yeah. But uh, all I had to say for your oh no moment is, oh no. (laughs) And that we've both been there. Yeah, I've, (laughs) I had, well, my heat got run over by a truck. I thought I was going to hit it, but it got <laughs> run over. It was driving down the road. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Eric somehow ended up parking a disc on top of that little building. Forehand. Yeah, that'll Forehand. happen. Yep. Good for you, man. That's what happens. Yeah. I got it back, so. <laughs> Shout out to the guy who ended up climbing that thing and getting it back. Anthony Lee. What a nice person. He refuses to come out to leagues because... He thinks leagues as gambling, and he refuses to gamble. That sounds like something Bruce Lee's child would say. (laughs) If we were to give you an elephant, and you couldn't kill it, eat it, or sell it, what would you do with it? Kill it, eat it, or sell it? Or give it away. I would work really hard. To find somewhere to get that elephant back to its natural habitat because I have no business owning my own elephant. You're the first person to say that. Is there any real answer? If you had an elephant, would you like, yeah, I'll keep it in my backyard? Some people I mean, have, yeah, some people have said that. That's that. I mean, I don't have a big backyard and I don't want to move. No, I so this is, I mean, fairly reasonable and intelligent answer. I, I like that. As long as the elephant. Wouldn't get into the wrong hands. I feel like someone might be like... Yeah, you sell it to, like, the Tiger King guy? Well, no, you can't sell it. Oh, yeah, like, you give it away or, uh, you know, uh, donate it. You, you didn't, we didn't say donate. Let's give it away. Donate yeah, is different. Tax right off. Take that so, elephant back to Africa. There's a benefit to donating. Whatever. I would just try really hard to get it somewhere where the elephant wanted to live. I feel like Michigan's not it. And I don't want to leave Michigan. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Would you prefer a giraffe? A giraffe's not a Michigan place either. Penguin? Not it. Otter. I would dig an underground swimming pool so that and that otter would have a great play. I would dig it by hand. I don't even care. That'd be cool to have an otter that just love living with me. What about a moose? Too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too big. <laughs> Draw, draw the line at Moose. Yeah, I'm here. I was here with Frankie earlier, Eric's dog. He's yeah. too big to live with. That thing guy's thick. Yeah, his tail hurts when it hits you sometimes. It's like, holy shit. Oh, Rigby's tail hurts worse. I yeah, it. my <laughs> dog's tail hurts. Some dog's tails are like, <laughs> holy cow, that's like a punch. Do you have a favorite pro on tour? I know you're big oh. into Jomez and... Favorite pro? I know I'm. people are probably going to be like, oh, just because of the shot, blah, blah, blah. But James Conrad, I've always liked watching him. I always, uh, I really identify with a guy who only has like, you know, a backhand and no forehand or a guy who has a forehand, no backhand. Uh, I always like watching him play. Been a big Nate Sexton fan since I started watching I feel like we're kind of the same level of person. Just listen to him talk, his jokes, his demeanor. I really like watching that guy. I would really like, I mean, anybody that plays disc golf and does it for a living, like I really identify with them and 
kind of wish I could be them because I mean that's cool. They're just out there living, just playing a sweet sport, get sweet cash. I mean, what more could you ask for? Well, up until like last year, it wasn't a whole lot of sweet cash. That's true, and I noticed that. But uh, you know, they only up from here. No, they stuck with it, and it's actually starting to pay off for a lot of them. Well, do you have a least favorite pro? No, I don't have a least favorite pro. I honestly think if I've ever talked badly about a pro, it's probably just like personal preference in life. Like, I have these things about people that I don't like, and then those people betray them on video. You know, during a disc golf thing, and I'm like, well, that person's terrible. They're probably not. Can you tell we're related? <laughs> Besides, like, me not being able to tell who's talking half the time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, fell over. That was so funny. <laughs> are you copying me? No. <laughs> what are your goals in disc golf for the next year? Well, when I first started playing, there's a tiny nine hole. It's kind of a putt and approach, hit your lines type place. I think the longest hole is 275. And when I started going up there and playing, it was a nine hole course. So I was playing eight. I just played nine and nine, two eight teams. And I wanted to birdie every hole. It's doable, but it's going to take just the, you know, perfect drive. And a good putt on every hole. But if I could shoot negative 18, that would be really cool to me. You know, over in one whole year. Like, I've played 25 nine-hole rounds there. So, I don't know, 13, 13, 18 holes there. That would be really cool. If I could throw my backhand 400 feet, that would be pretty cool. I think, I've never measured one in a while, but I think I'm up to like 300 to 350. You know, at mom and dad's, I shot from the tee pad out to those front rows of trees, which I think is about 325, but I'm not really sure. And just play more courses. I sit on U-Disc a lot and just look at courses and like, that one might be cool. And I kind of get in my head about whether or not I should go to it. But recently I went to that one in Northville and it was one of the most fun courses I've ever played. And I just wish I would like just try to get out there and play more at different courses. Michigan does have a lot of good courses. Yeah. We're going on that trip in September. We're going to play uh, three, four courses that weekend, so that's going to be a good time. I'm excited to just knock those off on my belt. Can't remember what courses, but airport, old airport is one of them, and then up in Gaylord, and... Grayling. Grayling. Airport and all gray. Airport course and all gray. And then there's uh, one in Lewiston, Michigan, which is by Gaylord. There's one in Gaylord. There's one in Grayling. And then on Sunday, we're coming back and playing the Vines in Ithaca. Kyle played the Vines. I do love the Vines. Yeah, we skipped hole 18. Do you remember hole 18? Remind me. Uh, You step up to an elevated tee pad and you throw good 150 feet over water. Oh yeah, yeah. To a basket in the beach. It's just a hyzer. Yeah, it's easy now. Now that you look at it, yeah, it's so oh, no problem. No putter. But but when we visited the first time it was not so Oh, so scary. Yeah. I didn't want to lose discs like right there like uh, so easily. It was like um no, I shank it 3 quarters of the time. Yeah. So, no, but I really like that course. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Oh, you've been there? Oh, yeah. The Vines? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a sick Yeah, me and Kyle used to meet halfway in between, like, randomly at different courses between Lansing and Zaginaw. Long time ago. Yeah. Years ago. Really hoping to do, like, a maybe, I don't know what you want to call it, a Midwest, Mid-South disc golf just small tour, maybe like week, 10 days, or we just travel around and try to hit a bunch of courses up in the UP, down through Wisconsin, Illinois, maybe Tennessee, up through Ohio. That's kind of the 
I'm trying to put that together in the next year. Sounds really fun. Uh, I do want to say, you know, if you're scared about getting in a tournament, starting a leagues up, just do it. Because if whether you're the person getting into it, starting the leagues up, most of the people nowadays coming out to that stuff don't really know what's going on either. So they're just going to work with you, go along with the flow. You know, just try to do your best and that if anyone doesn't like it, they'll let you know, but they'll be cool about it. It's the community, man. Yeah, it's the community. I haven't honestly met a complete dickhead on the disc golf course yet. There's some people that might rub off on you the wrong way, but 99.9% of people are really good people. They just want to get out in nature, throw some disc golfs, and get better. Amen. Right there with you, buddy. Same mindset. Top five. Top five. Top five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Anyway. Today for our top five, we picked the top five trailer park boy characters who would be awesome at disc golf. We did a list for us, and Sean picked his own list. So it's Sean versus Ono Disc Golf. For number five, we picked Julian. Partially, mostly, because he can never put down a drink. How is he supposed to throw if he can't spill his drink? Yep. I mean, he's probably decent. He, you know, he's better than all the other characters, except for the other four. But I mean, he, all he has is glamour muscles. There's no actual muscles in there. It's like... I don't know. He's going to spill his drink. He's going to be too upset about having to put his drink down. No. Wait, so is this best or worse? Best. So he's going to be terrible at it. He's going to spill his drink. Oh, he'll probably be decent. Yeah, he'll be decent. Yeah, but he's not going to be great. Yeah, Yeah. he's not going to be. Yeah, this is, you know. You got to start off with like, while he'll be okay, but not great. All right. My turn. Julian's good at everything, I guess. That's why he's made the top five. He's always been pretty decent at stuff. Figured he was like, you know, one of the base characters, so he's like he's gotta be in at least the top five. Sean's turn. My number five is gonna be Sarah. She's pretty bound and determined. She's got some good body motion. I really think she would just pick up a disc and it would feel natural to her. You know, I've watched the show a lot. And I really think Sarah could just really pump a disc out there. For context, which one is Sarah? Sarah's uh, Lucy's friend. She used to date Twig. She used to date uh, that Twiggy alien fuck Trevor and Corey at the same time. Okay. The Twiggy alien fuck. <laughs> You'll hear about him later. All right, number four. Oh no. Our number four. Mr. Leahy and Randy. Randy! They're not going to be great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like they would cheat to win. So, guaranteed win, really. So, number four, because they they might get caught, because they're really drunk I mean, as fuck all the time. So, in, in a doubles tournament, you have to have, like, two-thirds of your card call a call a footfall so yeah so and even then the first one is a warning so yeah you're really good to go for at least the first fucking few really i mean and, and mr lay might see like four baskets and make the right one right could happen probably would happen yeah i just don't really know how Two drunk guys are. Gonna, I mean, it also depends on what season. Because Leahy was sober for a while, in a couple seasons, and well, quote he unquote, could be sober. way different. Was he sober? He was sober for like one season, especially when he, they reinstated him as a cop. Yeah, but then he got wasted. He was drinking vodka in a water bottle for a long time and just getting wasted. So right. So that's what I really mean. knows. That's what I mean. But yeah, no, it's not. I mean. He can do anything drunk. It's, it's his power. Yeah. Okay, but if 
they put the prize as cheeseburgers, I feel like Randy would uh, tap into his secret potential. Yeah, well, does that change your opinion? Mm-hmm. Wait, mine? Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. you're kind of going against oh. us here. Ten bucks or five Dairy Queen coupons. <laughs> That's a Randy's thing. That's such a good quote. <laughs> Can I go now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just laughing right, Ma- at, at your fucking quote still. Uh, I, I know a lot of Trailer Park Boys trivia, so... But my number four, if you guys... So you guys picked a couple. I'm picking Corey and Trevor the Alien Twiggy Fuck. Because them two put together as one brain, and they would do great. I mean, Jacob... Or T- Corey... Corey has the long hair and the smarts. Trevor's got those long, huge arms. He could really crush a disc. And you wouldn't even know what he's doing. He would just say, ah, and throw it. And Corey would watch where it goes because Trevor would have forgot where it went by then. And he'd make a good team. Yeah, kind of like the same, that's the same thing, tag team, right? Yeah, we kind of have the same idea. Whole bunch of half brains. I don't. I don't. Uh, don't have a big disagreement with that. We got for our number three, J Rock. I feel like J Rock's good at almost everything, and if not, he's good at faking it. Plus, he's good at you know spinning records. He's probably pretty good at spinning discs. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? J Rock could be too good, but he would. I honestly think he would just more care about his rap career than he would disc golf. He wouldn't take it seriously. He would just be rapping about discing, which is cool, but it doesn't make you a good disc golfer. It might help him. Thinks if he he sees disc golf is on the blow up, and then he jumps in at the ground level, producing music, throwing plastic. Yeah. But listen, you guys are thinking about talking disc golf into regular, sane people. <laughs> like people who have business sense. But you're talking to the trailer park boys. Who are just all about money, rapping, and marijuana. I mean, that sounds like disc golf too, but... <laughs> I don't know any I mean, I don't know, disc golfers but... who rap. J-Rock. Uh, actually, one. Uh, there's an old video of Big Germ beatboxing and Greg Barsby freestyling. So look that up. There you go. I'm going to have to. I guess I was wrong. It's not good, but it happened. <laughs> Great. Now those two are never going to listen. <laughs> yeah, that's what did it. Well, Sean, what's your number three then? All right. Well, if you guys are going to go J-Rock, I'm going to counter and I'm going to go T, Tyler, Tyrone. So it's it's J-Rock's second in command. He's part of the label. He kind of runs things. He also raps a little bit on the side. But T's just quiet, cool, calm, collected. And I really think you keep his head on the disc golf course. You know, I think you just throw a shot. Whatever happens. Might be bad, might be good. Keep it in bounds. He seems like just a really solid-headed player. Mental game is... 90% That's, of the disc golf game. Yeah, it really is. That and putting. <laughs> well, putting's just another word for mental game. True. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's windy. But Tyrone would kill it on the disc golf course. I don't have a counter to that, so yeah, I agree. Our number two, Bubbles. I think he would think outside cool. of the box. I always try and pick like one character who would like play different you know he'd figure out play different he'd pick yeah he'd pick out like a roller line he'd pick out the tomahawk he'd break out the thumber he he'd figure it out he'd create shots that nobody ever even heard of before he'd also would uh drag a cart along it'd just be like a shopping cart though yeah he'd just have like a (laughs) shit ton of discs Sell them yep. and like he would like trudge through the water and get free discs. He totally would. He would have a scuba gear outfit. So anyway, he would love disc golf. 
So, at the very least, even if he wouldn't be the best player ever, he'd be a local legend. Everybody would know who Bubbles was. Yep. Which is why he's yeah. number two. Not the best disc golfer, but still really good. The yeah. number one in our hearts. Yes. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> what do you got, Sean? My number two, I have to go with Ricky's daughter, Trinity. She puts up with a lot of stuff living with that family. With Ricky, Julian Bubbles, J-Rock. Tyrone. Basically growing up in a war zone. Exactly. What is the one thing that someone could do to get out of the war zone? Play disc golf. So, she's just out there bombing. That's what she does on the side. And I think that's the only way to get out. And I I would actually bet if you Facebook Messenger, she'd probably be really good at it. She'd be like, yeah, I'm actually good. So, not only am I saying that the character is good, I'm also saying that the person who plays the character is also really good at disc golf. So if anyone out there knows the answer to that, I would like to hear about it. They also play in Canada because they're from Canada. It's a Canadian TV show. So she's probably got some very beautiful courses out there in Nova Scotia. Probably lots of wooded courses. Have you seen some of the baskets from Canada? No. Oh, I did actually see a weird basket last week. That thing looks like a hockey, hockey rink mixed with a basketball hoop plus a disc golf basket it's true our number one is ricky (laughs) wait you picked the biggest fuck up in the show to be good at disc golf i want to hear this kyle defend it so here's my reasoning so he's the biggest fuck up in the show right yes but sometimes like when he's like cooking you know, his brain just feels at peace, just feels right. And I feel like this golf could be that for him. And it could, you know, get his brain right, get his, you know, uh, things get moving correctly. And, uh, you know, he can smoke weed pretty much all the time, and that would work for him. Pretty much indestructible as a person. You just give him a joint, and he's good to go. So, yeah. really, uh, he's obviously pretty strong and athletic. He knows how to... Uh, play hockey pretty well. Uh, so that transfers to a lot of backhand motion. It's a it's a cross-trained thing. And then same thing with uh, if you do uh, the other way, it's a good forehand motion. So lots of cross-train there. That that actually persuaded me a little bit. That's that's pretty good. Anyway, that's that's what I got. I got Ricky, uh, our number one. I, well, you know, my number one is uh, Bubbles. I feel like Bubbles hones in on something. I love it. He absolutely crushes it. Yeah. Well, you know, and you know, I could just I can hear him in my head saying, "Wow, Ricky, I threw that far." That's just like I feel like if Bubbles watched the flight of the disc, he would be obsessed with it, and he would actually do pretty good at disc golf. The only flaw to Bubbles' game is that he would never be able to see the pin. Right. He'd just be aiming for an area. He would absolutely be able to crush a disc once he figured it out. I'm right there with you. Yeah, we put him number two or so. We think of him highly, too. We're pretty much neck and neck. Yeah, I like it. I like your you list. You don't want to change it to Ricky? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tried. I think Ricky, I, I honestly think Ricky would like maybe get through like 12 holes and then just walk off because something crazy would happen. Yeah, he, you know, he'd get distracted, but you know, if as long as he was prepared, had a bunch of beers, had like you know a bunch of joints pre-rolled. Rick, I told you to lay off the six paper joints, bud. Yeah, then he'd only probably make it through like two holes if he's on the six paper <laughs> joints. But I mean, that's any character. Yeah, that's why I don't smoke six paper joints on the course, bud. Sean. Thanks for joining us. Where can our listeners follow your disc golf journey? I actually recently started this uh, Instagram. I made like a disc golf one because I think my non-disc golf friends were getting sick of seeing disc golf pictures. So I'm actually at Meme Jeans DG for disc golf. Uh, There's really only one picture. 
And I honestly try to film content, but I'm really bad at it because I golf for myself a lot. And it's, yeah, I don't get the good angles and I eat. It, it's just, it's tough. I'm figuring it out, but hopefully in the next couple months, I might have some cooler stuff. And that's on Instagram. Instagram. Today we talked about the CCR Open. We had an amazing interview with Sean Wolverton, Eric's brother. He's at Mean Jeans DG on Instagram. And we had fun with a top five with Sean going over our favorite trailer park boys characters who would smash a disc golf. Ricky for the win. And that's the episode 26. If you can't get enough of us here, follow us at all of our social medias. You can check us out at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Patreon. If you want, find our link tree, and there'll be links to all of them there. You can also head on over to our merch store, teespring.com slash stores slash oh no disc golf. Make sure to use O code ONO for free shipping. If you're in the market for a new disc, head on over to StarFrameDiscs.com and use the code ONO for 5% off. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sean, thanks thank for being you, here. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for having me, everybody. I, uh... Finally, glad I get to be on the internet. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the internet. Thank you, Kyle, and thank you, Eric. That's episode twenty-six. Put a bow on it. Have a good night, man. Have a good night. Bye, Kyle. Later.